Well, hello there, everyone. It's good to be back with all of you. Well, sort of, but technically not quite back yet. Yes. Now, you're probably wondering if you had some sort of head injury, if you've become delusional, because when uh, you opened up your podcast feed and saw recent episodes and you saw a new logo for some show called The Madams. Mm-hmm. Who are they? Yeah. Might think you're a little crazy. Don't worry. No need to check yourself into uh, St. Clair's. Sorry, I've been rewatching Fringe, everyone. Anyway, <laughs> not as good as I remembered, but I digress. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we are here today to have a chat. Yes. We are not covering a movie or a show like we know we missed Miss Marvel. And today we are explaining why the new name, why the new logo. And what's up? Yes, but first things first, we want to thank all of you so much for your patience with this longer than anticipated season break. Yes, thank you very much. It has been crazy for me with this move and there have been delays coming out of my ass and I've been kind of pulling my hair and I'm so grateful that I've had the time to, you know, get all this stuff sorted out so that I can come back to you guys, you know, with some sanity. Yes. And by the time this is released, Amy will be in her new home. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Please. It's a done deal. It happened. It's good. Please, God. We're good. Please. So, yes, everything is working out exactly the way it is supposed to. And you guys have given us the space to do that. So, big big news today. We've been both like equal parts excited and nervous about telling you guys about this. Yeah, I've been more on the nervous side. She's been the excited, yes. which usually is the case. This is true. <laughs> so you've probably already gathered from the changes you've seen that something big is up here. First and foremost, just know this. We're not going anywhere, guys. We're here for the long haul. New episodes, full length, regular episodes are starting back up next month. Yes. So as of now, guys, we may still be marvelous in our little hearts, but we will simply be known as the Madams because we are, uh, we're breaking up with Marvel, guys. It's been a difficult decision for us to do that because we do love Marvel, but things have changed. But at the same time, we know that in order for us to continue and grow we cannot be a marvel podcast anymore yes so we are branching out to cover whatever we want whatever movies we'd like within our own little framework yeah and a framework that we have created for ourselves yes so before we get into exactly what that is we are going to explain exactly why we're making this change because you guys deserve to know more than anybody else yeah, and this is also kind of like an open letter to Marvel itself. Yes, and the important thing to know is that we are doing this for you guys as much as we're doing it for us. Because so many times we've heard from people on social media, oh, I wish you guys could do an episode on such and such, but it's not Marvel. And there have been a number of times where I'm like, oh, man, I wish we could, but we're tethered, you know? Yeah, yeah. And there have been times when I wished, oh, I wish we could interview so-and-so, but we can't because they're not working for Marvel. Exactly. 
So that's another big plus of pivoting here is that we are going to be able to open up our interview possibilities tremendously and just Mm -hmm. cross your fingers that people say yes, guys, because that's really the part we need. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's been a challenge. All right. So when we first started The Marvelous Madams more than two years ago now, Marvel was a narrow niche that we needed at the time to figure out what the hell we were doing. Yeah. And also we were, and we still are fans of Marvel and it was a no brainer at the time. Yes. And we will always, always be grateful to Marvel for helping us build our audience, for helping us get our foot in the podcasting door. And of course, just as fans, we will always love the Infinity Saga. That niche that we once needed has now become a box that we've outgrown and it's holding us back. Yeah, that's true. I feel like we have grown both as podcasters and as human beings as we've analyzed these Marvel movies and shows and feel like we can do more on a broader scale with different types of movies. Yes, we want full creative and logistical control of the podcast. And we can't have that while still being tethered to Marvel's content and their release schedule. Yeah, to be honest, Marvel's release schedule has been crazy. We have not been able to take breaks or plan anything or basically have a life while we've been recording these live shows. Yeah, it's only gotten more difficult since WandaVision first came out. Yeah, and we enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. We loved covering all these episodes and they were great fun. Personally, I have sort of started looking at my life as Marvel movies in the phases because we've been covering them, you know, weeks at a time. And we have seen ourselves grow show to show as well. But we kind of want to be able to plan a holiday and not worry that Marvel's going to drop a new show on us. Exactly. In the middle of it. Yeah. And, you know, that reminds me, speaking of, you know, covering all these shows and growing and all of this, at some point, everybody, Amy and I made a bet about something wherein she lost and had to watch um, my cousin Vinny as a result. Mm -hmm. Neither of us could remember what the hell this bet was or even what show it was a part of. I tried to go with eliminating shows and stuff with the timeline i have no clue can't do it so if any of you out there can remember please let us know it's driving us insane yeah please tell me what did i lose (laughs) (laughs) i literally don't even know what year this happened well sometime in the last two years that's all we know yes but which one i have no idea no clue so yeah that would be loads of help everybody Yeah, so that's more of the business side of things. And, you know, like Amy said, there's so much more we want to talk about. And that's part of growing as podcasters and people. But the other big issue is that Marvel's quality overall is dropping for a number of reasons. And the love we had and still have for the Infinity Saga, we were not feeling with this newer stuff. Yeah, I feel like Marvel, the MCU, the phase phase one through three was kind of like a mom and pop shop that had a lot of 
passion and soul behind it. You know, you knew that the creatives were doing something interesting. They were trying something new. They were pushing the envelope. But since the merger with Marvel and Disney, it's become too much of a, of a franchise, you know, like Star Wars. Everything has something Star Wars related, you know, same thing with Marvel. Yeah. And, you know, guys, we know that that merger happened back in 2010. So this was happening, you know, all through the last 12 years. But something seems to have happened in these last couple years, because it's also coinciding with this Disneyfication of Star Wars that's going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't feel so much about telling stories. It's more about selling toys. Yeah, I mean, just look at this. So back in phase one, we had six movies over four years. It gave us time to process things, to anticipate upcoming movies, to bond with characters. Yeah, get excited about what's going to come. Now, over two to three years, this is 2021 through either 2023, 2024, 25 properties. That's 14 shows and 11 movies over just two to three years. Yeah, and even if you look at the last two years itself, 2021 and 22, over half the year, has had some new release, whether it's a movie or, or an episode of a show. Yeah, it's too much too fast. Yeah, it's too much. There's this constant cycle of, okay, what's next? What's next? And there's the marketing machine is just constantly on. It's going from project A to B to C to D all the time. And they're kind of just churning it out like a factory. There's no originality left. Do you remember how clever we thought we were months ago when we were like, oh, man, we know exactly how to plan this shit, plan this Disney Plus shit. We'll just look at the Star Wars release schedule because they won't release Star Wars and Marvel stuff at the same time. Look at how smart mm -hmm. we are. <laughs> yeah. And the next week that was blown out of the water. Yep. Yeah. I think that's when it really kicked into my mind that. Oh boy, this is not quite going to work. We were both feeling this way, but not sharing mm -hmm. it with each other because we were worried what the other was going to say. And it really kicked in for me at the end of March because end of March is my birthday and I had not been out for a holiday or anything for a really long time. Clearly, you know, with the pandemic and all of that, you guys have heard that. And I had planned like uh, a three-day holiday away or something I, I can't remember exactly what but I was looking forward to that yeah and guys and when she says it's away like she doesn't mean like a tropical island she means like 20 minutes away in the same city just getting the fuck out of the house yeah yeah it was like I was literally going an hour and a half away I was still in the same city yeah but I just needed that change of scenery and just getting out of the house and it was like a three-day thing that I, I wanted to go away for. And I had planned it out. And those were the days when Moon Knight came out. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, fuck me. Like, seriously, the one time I plan a holiday, this is what comes out. And you guys know that I'm living with my mom who is ill. So I am sort of tethered 
to her health and her conditions and not being able to go out on a holiday or something like that because I have to take care of her. And then now Disney, Disney Plus shows became another tether for me. Yeah. And that's not what I want. I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. And the same thing happened to me right after Moon Knight. That was the weekend Mm -hmm. I was supposed to take a trip to North Carolina to see my in-laws and our nephew. And my husband had to go and get COVID and we couldn't go. Well, that's not Disney's fault. Yeah. So I am so happy now that I can go on my planned vacation to uh, Orlando in September without worrying about a show being on. That we can actually plan ahead for it and batch some episodes and not need any kind of break, you know. And keep giving you guys the content that you want. Yeah. And it's more than just vacations, you know, like our lives are revolving around the show. But it's more to do with us trying to grow the show as well. If we're constantly running on this treadmill of the next episode and the next episode, we don't have the energy to do anything else or the time to do anything else and to improve on the show and grow the show we're just so spent at the end of it yeah and with these disney plus shows in particular it started causing us like real stress that was really affecting our mental and unbeknownst to me uh physical health see that's the lovely fun thing about um autoimmune disease is that we're very sensitive to emotional stress but a lot of times mm-hmm. don't realize it till it bites us in the fucking ass with all its fangs, <laughs> which is how I ended up in in, in what's called a Hashi toxicosis event uh, a week ago. Basically, I went into a severe hyperthyroid state for about 24 hours, which was rough, but all under control now, doing fine. But it was a, an important wake up call, you know, working through some shit that I didn't realize was going on shifting some things so it's actually a positive thing that it happened so no worries there yeah and this would have been far worse for you had we been covering miss marvel oh god yes yes so being locked in to those six episode commitments it started to get nerve-wracking because we just started dreading each upcoming show after hawkeye like oh god what if it's not good you know having that anxiety about it with moon knight that was a rough one for us guys Yeah, that was a difficult one, not just as the show itself, but between the two of us, we were so on the opposite ends of the spectrum of whether we liked it or disliked it, that it was affecting our relationship. Yeah. And a lot of the movies that have come out, like Black Widow and Eternals, they're not up to par. We're not enjoying them. So, you know, I just, and we were talking about other upcoming stuff that we were going to do and we were like, oh God, we were just kind of dreading it. And I just looked at Amy one day and I said, so why are we? Mm-hmm. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Yeah, yeah. And that had to do with Chris Pratt. So she was a pretty easy sell because I segued it from Mr. <laughs> Pratt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you tell me I don't need to cover the Guardians of the Galaxy movies at all, I'm game. 100%. Yeah, me too. I'm sorry. I think um, I used to adore Chris Pratt back in the day. And I think being cast as Star-Lord was the worst thing that ever happened to him. Yeah, I think everyone else in those movies are great. I just cannot stand him. And I think Gamora can do so much better. 
like you know me (laughs) (laughs) yeah so speaking of casting that's another issue that we have with a lot of this recent stuff is and i'm really hoping i coined this if i haven't somebody please let me know go ahead and deflate that balloon so i don't keep saying that i've coined this phrase clickbait casting i mean it works yeah i'm calling it it's mine trademark copyright (laughs) (laughs) that works right that's a legal that's a legal document sure yeah whatever makes you happy the perfect example of this is eternals yeah eternals actually had me worried when we saw all these big names being cast like angelina jolie salma hayek richard madden kit harrington harry styles let me tell you when we got to the end of that movie <laughs> i was sitting on my couch ready to throw my remote i literally said out loud i scared my dog next week get the fuck out of my movie harry styles you have no business here <laughs> yeah I mean, the movie was not great in the first place. I will admit Angelina Jolie was the best part of the movie. She is a great actress. You can't deny that. She she doesn't want to say that Kit Harrington was also very good in the movie. <laughs> well, comparatively, he had less to do. Yes. But she was certainly the draw in terms of acting capacity and story. She had the meteor story to go in, in, in the entire movie. She did. But overall, it wasn't a great movie. And then Harry Styles showed up. I said, oh, fuck, fuck this, man. I mean, you're just basically stuffing names in here so that people come and see it. What's the point? Yeah, he was the cherry on top of the shit Sunday there. Yeah. And yeah, Kate Harrington was not bad. I mean, he certainly was at least smiling compared to fucking Jon Snow. And why the fuck do they we need a sequel of the damn show? Here we go the again. Game of Thrones ended atrociously. Why the fuck do we need a sequel with that fucking man in there? Again, he will be depressed. And he also said that he went to rehab because this character ruined him. He started drinking. Why the fuck are you torturing yourself, man? And why are you torturing me by extension? He will again be in the zeitgeist and everyone will be raving about you. I have Loki already to deal with. Come on, give me a break. Are you finished? Yes, for now. Yeah, she's worn herself out. I heard the sabret the other day. and That's pretty much where it ended there, too. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it was the same thing in Multiverse of Madness with... Really? We need Charlize Theron to play that part at the end? Hey, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of her. Still. Even still. And the same can be argued with Oscar Isaac as well. Well, he was good. Yes. But it doesn't change the fact that he's already a huge name, also attached to Star Wars, you know? Compare it to, again, looking back to phase one. Marvel was willing to take risks at that time. You know, they bet the whole farm on an ex-con that they couldn't insure, an Australian teen soap star, a British stage actor who didn't even have a visa to work in the U.S., and an American who had already crashed and burned, (laughs) sorry, I couldn't help myself, on a Marvel project, who turned the role down three times before accepting. There were a lot of reasons for Marvel to be nervous, even with Paul Rudd, who was a huge star. Nobody, including myself, thought he could pull off Ant-Man. Yeah, 
but he was perfect for the role. And as all these others were perfect for the role. But now that, you know, Marvel has this cachet and superhero movies are cool, bigger names are comfortable being involved in these kind of superhero movies. It's no longer just, oh, that's geeky shit. You know, that's for like the B-level actors, not for me. Yeah. And this is always what happens when something niche goes to mainstream. It's not good anymore. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, first of all, Marvel was never niche. It was a blockbuster thing. Yes. And I also know that when we're comparing it to like mom and pop shop versus becoming this huge conglomerate, I know Marvel was huge in the beginning as well, but it was nowhere near as big as what it is now. And with the growth, with being taken over by Disney, there are too many executives making decisions now. It's now, it seems more like they're crunching numbers on who is more marketable, who is going to get most seats in the theater. And that's how they're casting yeah. rather than who is right for the job. But to be fair, Oscar Isaac was great as Moon Knight. And we haven't watched Miss Marvel yet, but the reviews have been great. So. Yes, there have been a lot of big names coming in, but that doesn't mean that we that there haven't been other new actors and actresses coming in as well. Yeah, and with the way things are going, we only see this getting worse because it's not like Marvel and Disney are going to downsize. Mm-hmm. There's no stopping this machine now. And the marketing for shows and movies has also become a machine, a very stale machine. Yeah, it's just a constant stream of YouTube clips. Yeah. And like, say, Spider-Man No Way Home and Thor, the anticipation was being built for trailers, 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 but the trailers were not being put out. Yet at the same time, once they did that, they started constantly putting clips out, especially for the shows. And like for Multiverse of Madness, they spoiled so much stuff by putting clips out. Yeah, they gave way too much away. It would have been so much better if the the Charles Xavier and Captain Carter reveals had been left for the movie. There was no reason to give that away. Mm-hmm. There was a time. There was a time. Way back when, <laughs> you know, Marvel was much more organic and original with its marketing. And that's also partly because there was a much smaller group of people who spent a lot of time together who genuinely enjoyed each other. You know, and Feige was also much more hands-on on the ground with everything. And the perfect example of this is 2013 Comic-Con when he had Tom Hiddleston come and crash the Thor the Dark World panel in character. Only the two of them knew about that. He, Kevin right. Feige picked him up at the airport himself now, see, you've got to have the creative brain to do that, but you also have to have an actor willing to walk through an airport in a fucking Chewbacca costume <laughs> to do this, to care enough about his character and the fans to do that, you know? And when you bring in like these giant big name actors, well, that becomes more and more difficult. It was a lot easier when you had a guy who still quite wasn't sure if his career was going to work out, you know, who was still willing to do whatever Marvel wanted him to do. Yeah, but 
I mean, there's the other flip side to it of that could lead to exploitation. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But so we've talked about this, about how looking at those first three Disney Plus shows that were very that were much stronger than Disney Plus shows that have come after is, you know, those actors with those characters, they've been around for a while. They've had commitments to their characters, Elizabeth Olsen, Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, Hiddleston. You know, they had that commitment. I mean, Elizabeth Olsen has said she treats her wigs like her children, her Wanda wigs. <laughs> yeah, these actors, they care about their characters, you know? But for a big name actor who's had a shit ton of different types of roles under the belt, they won't care about their character as much as someone who's starting off. Yeah. For them, it's just another job. For these guys, it's been their lifeline. This is what has kickstarted their entire careers and will always be a special place in their hearts. Right. So they have that much more gratitude for it. Mm -hmm. And keeping the actors and all of that aside, I feel like the plots in these movies especially with the shows actually i'm not talking about the movies because the movies are at the end of the day a blockbuster movie that they're there to bring people to the theaters and to make two three four five billion how many ever billion they want to make but with the shows at least it started off with one division and falcon and the winter soldier etc etc as being deeper as really delving into these characters and then it seems like Marvel is doing that. Like WandaVision started off great. And it was this character study for Wanda and her grief and all of that. But they pulled back at the end and decided to make it more of an action blockbuster with Agatha being the bad guy. With Falcon and the Winter Soldier, again, they dealt with, with deeper, more serious issues. And then Hawkeye comes along, which started off great. The first two episodes were fantastic. We were dealing with Hawkeye's guilt of surviving, of his depression, and his guilt of all the things he did during the blip. And then we switch gears and suddenly it's a happy-go-lucky Christmas feel-good feel-good show, you know? So it really feels like Marvel or Disney are pulling back. They want to talk about these things. They want to talk about deeper issues and more complex emotions, but something is holding them back or they are just scared. Or, and we'll see how this goes moving forward. I think this was definitely the case with Eternals, definitely the case with Shang-Chi, is that they're just trying to make a one-size-fits-all movie, trying to appeal to as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. and but even like eternals the movie itself yes there are too many characters and it has a problem with us being able to connect with all these characters because they're all new and too many to keep track of at one shot but they had an interesting premise over there of if the world is ending and we have fodder versus a larger larger creature using us as energy as fuel to be eaten we as human beings are naturally going to reject that because we feel like we are apex predators, but we still do, you know, raise and kill animals to eat them or plants. You know, it, it's the cycle of life that could have been really delved into, but they chose instead to give us 
the big giant monster in the sky. So that's what it comes down to, everybody. If right now you're feeling a little disappointed, just stick with us because we promise we have so much awesome stuff coming because we have control now. We're the deciders. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are going to be covering only movies and we choose which movies we want to cover, which is exciting. And you guys can also tell us. Yeah. You have something specific you want us to cover. Yeah. And we're going to do that in a structured way, guys, both on our Patreon and on social media. You're going to have more input into what we cover on the show. Mm -hmm. So here's how it's going to work. Every month, we're going to have a theme and each movie is going to fall within that theme in some way. So themes like, you know, Pride Month, Spooky, Halloween, Christmas, you know, the usual. (laughs) boring no no Mm -hmm. we are going to have we are going to have such themes as fuck nazis month yeah or stupid straight month yes and disaster movies that are disasters (laughs) or die hard ripoffs but our very first theme for the month of august as we transition from the marvelous madams to simply the madams, our theme is going to be nerding out. Yes, and I'm going to have way too much fun with this. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> and the other fun part is that, guess what, guys? After today, we're not going to tell you what episodes are coming next. We're going to give you clues every week. <laughs> Yeah, she is so excited for that. <laughs> I think she has her own murder board just for these clues. Well, this is because I am like a five-year-old when it comes to keeping secrets. I'm the worst. <laughs> I cannot keep anything to myself. Yeah, I know that. We were going through my list of movies that I've seen. And while she was going through it, because we had a specific thing in mind, we were trying to discuss something. She could not stop herself from commenting on every movie on the list. We were going through 15 minutes just to get to one particular movie and she could not stop herself. Accurate. (laughs) So here's a tease, guys. For our very first movie in Nerding Out Month, we will be coming to you from Gotham City. Okay, I can't help myself. I can't help myself. It's the Batman, everybody. I'm going to explode. I'm fucking obsessed with this movie. It's the Batman, okay? But this is the only time I'm going to tell you ahead of time what the movie is because I'm the worst. At least she admits she has a problem. Yes. But anyways, yes, we will be covering the Batman coming the first week of August. And that is definitely going to be an interesting, interesting conversation because she has seen it, what, like 50,000 times so far? Five. So a percentage of 50. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. 5,000 times. So she probably can just say the movie verbatim. My husband does enjoy maybe once or twice a week just randomly looking at me and saying, Bruce. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I'm yet to see the movie. So let's see how that goes. Yeah. But we really wanted to start things off with a bang. And the Mm -hmm. Batman is the way to go for that. 
So we are taking this month of July to record a bunch of new episodes, plan out our new format, and we are also making some awesome improvements to our whole Patreon. Yes, and as we go ahead, we will be letting you know about all the details of the Patreon and anything else, any other changes that come along. Yeah, we don't want to throw you guys too much information at one time. Mm-hmm. All right, so the new episodes begin Monday, August 1st, and look for that new logo, The Madams. And we also have new handles for our social media on Twitter and Instagram. We are at The Madams Pod. Yep. And our new website is themadamspod.com, where, as always, Infinity Stones are a girl's best friend. They will always be, yes. They will always be our yes, roots. Yes, it will. I would also like to point out that somebody originally wanted the new website to just be themadams.com. And I said, you know what, Amy? I don't think that's going to be get us the kind of traffic we want. But it will get us a lot of traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if you ever want to open an OnlyFans, I can help you out. I will pass. <laughs> For the good of all society, I will pass. <laughs> but here's the important thing to know, guys. Our social media is still the same. We just changed the handles. So you don't need to change a thing there. Same thing with our podcast feed. It's just the logo that's changed. All of our Marvel content is still there. It's not going anywhere. Don't change a thing. Yeah. And we want to hear from you guys. We want to know what you think of this change, any suggestions you have in terms of the content you want moving forward. Like I said, we're going to be more structured about your participation in what's coming out. But yeah, let us know. Now, while you're waiting for our first new launch episode of The Batman, you can actually head over to uh, the Chicklet podcast hosted by Karen and Aubrey, who are absolutely amazing. I recently recorded a guest episode with them on Thor Ragnarok as kind of a Dear John letter to Marvel, kind of a final, <laughs> somewhat final goodbye. And we had so, yeah. so much fun. They are two hilarious women and we had a blast. So once again, thank you so much for your patience and we hope that you will enjoy our new format and are interested in stuff beyond Marvel and see you soon. I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. Okay, okay. With that, <laughs> that's the end of the episode. <laughs> we'll see you on August 1st, guys.